where do I even start with like talking about what's going on? Um, so when the Corona virus stuff first started happening, uh, to me it was just like I didn't like I didn't know how to take it. Um, I. Honestly, I didn't think it was real at first because I'm like a conspiracy theorist now. Um, but yeah, like slowly and slowly, the information started getting out there. Then they, then meetings started getting canceled and classes started getting canceled. And then like everyone's supposed to stay home now and the whole self-quarantining thing. And um, it's just been a lot to process. And now I'm just kind of like taking a step back and reflecting on how my teaching went this term, how grad school went for me this term, and just in general on how life is now or how I think about life now is going. Um, Honestly, it's quite scary. Um... And then just in terms of just having to feel like you just have to jump right back into it with with school. Um, it just it, it's just like kind of uh, unreal how we just like even though there's a pandemic going on where at least administrators and like per, like things like that with the university they're just trying to like like move along there was so many emails sent out and like now we have to teach online um and which i don't mind but still it's like i i i still don't i still don't know like how i'm gonna do that and i don't want to worry about it because like technically it's my spring break and I'm not going to be be able to go anywhere because of all of this. Um, so I'm just going to rest at home and watch TV and like read. Um, yeah, so I kind of want to just talk about today how my teaching term went, how grading final essays went. Um, I'll talk a bit about just my thoughts about grad school and then um i'll just kind of say like where the podcast is gonna go from now on since i have time at home now uh to actually make episodes and make them more frequently um so yeah so i so i graded final essays last week sometime and this was also around the time where um like I was seeing that oh school was like the term was um we were gonna be at that time it was we were gonna be teaching on term we were gonna have school and be I was gonna have to teach um for online for three weeks um and so there was a lot of confusion going on with that um and then I just kind of so so my general mood in grading these essays were like more like I don't 
like I don't think these students need to hear like that they misplaced the comma or that they spelled something wrong or that they have a bunch of things that they need to fix. I and I, this is how I generally grade final essays too um, when they demonstrate what I've what I asked them to. Um, so I, I kind of just took a very cheerleader approach, which is like my general approach. Um, and I, in general, I mean, like this, even though they this class was not the best in terms of talking um, in class, they were like really, really good writers and they like I, I say that they were really good writers because they took risks with their writing. So like me giving them bell hooks and them having to write a paper that uses bell hooks idea of white supremacist capitalist patriarchy, which um, talks about like interlocking systems of domination um, in the world. Um, like that's a very big idea for you know people to people in a general ed writing class to be thinking about um and yeah they just they just took a risk and um i i also wanted them to make some kind of media connection so some of them wrote entirely about like a film i think somebody wrote about bugs life um some people somebody else wrote about like halt and catch fire and um like and i i i wanted them to do a lot i wanted them to write about media i wanted them to maintain a personal connection to the argument so like with the halt and catch fire essay this was basically a student writing an essay about this show and talking about how the show inspired her to um go into computer science and her first essay was kind of like about the sexism of computer science and so she used this show to reflect back on why she wanted to do it even though the sexism in the computer science industry or field is like so prevalent and I just I thought it was such a great essay um and yeah I was just like yeah I like reading these kinds of essays because they're not like I don't think they're overly complicated and it's something that it's, it's from reading them it sounds like it's something that the students really really like to talk about and like I don't want to read something where they don't like talking about it um or they're not as interested in it so I think I'm re reflecting back on how I did that I think I'm always going to leave it up to the students on what they want to write about um another student wrote about uh, a, he he wrote about a, a music video um that Nas did um i think it was called like the world is yours or the world is mine or something like that um and he wrote about um, he used the bell hooks to kind of like talk about that. And I also thought that that one was like really, really good too. Um, because this student has always expressed, like has expressed to me in class and in his 
other writing like his interest in music and rap um and so he was able to just write a final paper about that um so yeah but like like i was saying my general approach in, in grading these were just to just give them general encouragement because like if i was an undergrad and like coronavirus was happening i would definitely like I would definitely want to be like hear some words of encouragement about <laughs> my work um and so yeah I, I wanted to to give them that um so moving on about grading um I, I've been reflecting more about my general teaching style like in the classroom um and just for some reason I've just been and and I think I've said this in past episodes I've just been like generally scared of my students um even though I can tell in their writing that they're actually interested in the stuff and actually engaging with it it's just like scary for me I guess because I already walk into the classroom thinking I'm going to encounter some situation where a student's like oh well you're like you're calling out white people you're racist and blah 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 blah. and I don't know why I feel fear being called a racist in the classroom by a white student I don't know why that's a fear of mine and I think it's a fear because I don't know how I'll react I don't know if I would react in the appropriate way or like yeah I don't know um so yeah, I don't, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I don't know why that's constantly a situation that I'm like afraid of encountering, but it kind of just keeps me from actually like teaching. Like I, I felt like when I was teaching um, like just a lot of the things in black feminism that I was using um, and like with the bell hooks video, I feel like the, I feel like I should have like explained the terms more and like discussed them more and complicated them more to push them, uh, the class to think more, but I was already kind of just thinking, oh, I don't want to say this. I don't want to point them to this part because then they won't understand or then they won't like, uh, they won't uh, like they won't be comfortable talking about it and it's like but then they were never comfortable talking so it's like I should have just gone ahead and and just taking those risks and if it was me talking the whole time it was it it would have just been me talking the whole time and them looking at me like I'm crazy or it was it could have been you know me explaining this part of this person's argument and sending them into groups to kind of like think about it and like being more specific with them um yeah so that that's something that i've been reflecting on and wanting to improve more on it's just being more firm and being more grounded and being more specific in the things that i in the information that i give and the things that i teach um another thing is just like when so when i taught this class 
I did two unit units. I did one called race and feminism, and then I did another unit called um, media, like something about media, media and pop culture. Basically, what the race and feminism unit was was black feminism, and we did read texts. We've read nothing but black feminist texts, but you know, I don't know why I never said like, "Hey, this is." what we would call black feminism whereas this feminism is and you know that usually is thought of as white feminism this is black feminism that includes all of these other identities and things like that i don't know why i was afraid to say that in my syllabus in the classroom like i don't know why i felt so like i, I don't know why i felt like i couldn't say hey this class centers the writings of black women in yeah i yeah this class centers the writings of black women i don't know why i felt like i couldn't say that or why i felt uncomfortable with that but that's some that's something that i'm like also wanting to be more direct about the fact that the material i use in my class um is black feminism um, and particularly like writing from, uh, writings from black lesbians, um, in the seventies. Um, I mean, that's what I use this term and that's what I think I'll continue to use because I think the stuff that's in there, it's very, very relevant to, um, just contemporary times in general. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know why it was hard for me to kind of say that. And part of the reason I think is because I think the composition department, um, (laughs) I guess this is a read, but I think the composition department. So the case, okay. So I guess this is going to turn into a story. So the casebook I use for my class is called Social Protest. And it's about like the the language of protests, I think. Um, and the Kamehi River Collective statement, um, which is like the black feminist statement, um, is in that casebook. But like there's and then there's some writings by Angela Davis. But then, like, most of the book is just about Occupy Wall Street. And I was just like, this is not, like, relevant. So, it's not relevant. I don't see the purpose in, like, having them read something about this. Um, The Angela Davis essays were ones that were, like, Angela Davis is a great writer, and the ones that were in the casebook did not, to me, did not show like the Angela Davis that we all know. It was just more about um, critiques of class. Um, I, I don't know. The, and then they, and then they were just very um, sh- they were shorter articles, which I I, I don't know. I just didn't really agree with either so i i definitely chose to use um things like just my own 
articles and things. I definitely use my own materials for this class. Um, and I know the composition department kind of discourages that, but I think that I needed to do that because the book that has this black feminist statement in it is not like have other things to complement it around it. And so, and then that, and that's like a constant thing that gets done with black women's like thoughts and, and writing is that it kind of just gets there's one document or a few documents few writings that get used and then all the other ones kind of just like disappear um yeah and it was just a weird case book it was outdated I think it was made in like 2010 and it hasn't been updated so I just used my own stuff and I found a way to make them connect and I and I had my students um, connect them to media, which is like the contemporary connection. Um, yeah, but I yeah, I think it's because I felt like I was doing something wrong and like the university like kind of made me like the program made me feel like I, I did something wrong, even though I didn't like I didn't get caught. But it's like what what would I get caught doing like teaching black feminism and I'm not supposed to like it's just like again it's like almost like criminalizing or I feel like criminalizing like teaching outside things or teaching like specifically black things um black woman things yeah I, I just felt yeah I just feel like I am not supposed to be teaching it. So I think that's another way. It's like shame. It's like I feel I feel guilt that like, oh, like I'm not supposed or not guilt, but like shame and fear. It's like, oh, I'm not supposed to be teaching this. If anyone finds out, I'm going to lose my job or whatever. Um, I don't. And again, I don't know where that comes from, but I, I guess it comes from just how the university is in general and how like these general ed classes that graduate students have to teach how they set certain restrictions on graduate students and how graduate students are able to are kind of discouraged from teaching their own interests um but yeah I think I'm just going to continue to resist that and continue to be more upfront about the way that I teach and the ideas we discuss. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I think it's just being more confident with like who, like what, who I am, how I teach. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I never I never thought more in depth about like why I was afraid this term to like teach. But yeah, it was definitely because I, I was teaching things that I liked and things that I thought were important, but also because I, I didn't feel like I should have been teaching them. Like I, I didn't feel like it was um I didn't feel like 
the comp like I I felt like I was doing something wrong um and yeah I, I didn't yeah I'm re- I, I'm like I'm like really curious as to like why I felt that way um so what's gonna I'm gonna just that's gonna sit with me <laughs> um okay moving on my reflections about graduate school um, this term um I will say the classes that I took this term really have shaped my thinking um really like yeah just there are two totally different classes one is from looks at like 18th and 19th century stuff african-american literature um and other things and then my my food tv class is looking at food reality tv so they're two totally different classes but they've really shaped my thinking so far in terms of I, i'm like I, I become really interested in oh excuse me <laughs> i become really interested in like this idea of like 19th century uh, like uh, black like black men's literature and its relationship to cinema and I don't know where those connections are being made or how I can articulate them further but I definitely do see a way that my my literature background in English is being like informed by my interest in media and in cinema and things like that so taking these two classes have definitely like brought those brought my interest out more in terms of the workload um the this might be why i like this class so much the 19th century literature class was um like more work and there was like you you just really had to keep up with the work um and the professor really pushed us to like she really like pushed back on our ideas and pressed on them and like yeah just really wanted us to be thinking more clearly about the, the things that we were reading um and yeah i just i just thought it was just being in a class like that and kind of struggling a bit but then like finally catching my ground like it just really helped me and being like a better like thinker and like like pressing on my ideas more um and doing that work for myself um yeah, and like I wrote a paper about collard greens in a in a media studies class, and um, didn't think I was, I didn't think that was possible, but it was, and I was able to find like media like references to collard greens in like other television shows, and like putting those together, it was like really interesting, and I didn't think I would write a paper about that, so it's like. I guess this term I took risks and like I I feel like now I'm starting to 
take more risks with my writing and not be like so stuck in one way of doing a a seminar paper um and i feel like i've talked about seminar papers a lot on this podcast um but yeah just like taking risks and not being afraid for an idea to not really be clear right now um but always constantly revising my thoughts um and i think that's important for like anything like when any type of writing like the first draft is not the only draft and the future drafts are not the only draft like you're always going to be rethinking your writing um and i think most people um i think most people think that whatever you write it has to be perfect that one time and i think i'm slowly starting to realize like oh like this doesn't like this assignment is an assignment i just need to get it done this isn't defined like my writing skills because i'm still trying to figure them out um and it doesn't define like me as a student um and it doesn't define like me like my writing in general um so yeah and then just in terms of like my work like my work style before um past terms i would do like 50 minute increments this term for some reason i was only able to do like 30 minute increments but i mean i still got everything done um and like I think this, I think 30 minute increment work times with like I would do like a 20 minute break in between and I would probably do like four of them the most um, four of them max. Um, I think that's a good enough time because sometimes I I get to a point to where I'm just like staring at the screen and like nothing's getting done and then like my time basically runs out and like okay well i guess i'm not gonna write right now um and sometimes i just like accept that and i just give myself like a day and then i come back to it and usually i i've kind of like more refreshed um so yeah um 30 minute increment work times works for me uh this term and i think i'm gonna continue to keep the 30 minute time going and like oddly like when you're when you're sitting at your desk or you're sitting at your um computer screen or whatever and you're writing and you have a timer going it helps me think like oh god like i need to get this done in this in this time frame and it like gives me like i guess just like a way of like putting pressure on myself to be like okay look you need to work for for 30 minutes and when the time is up you're gonna be done and like you don't don't look at your computer anymore just like go take a break and it's like i i've been coming i've I've been disciplining myself to um work like that um yeah yeah and um i think it's been very helpful to me um so i guess the future of how I'll 
do this podcast is I think I'm gonna have a lot more time to have guests on um and just a lot more time in general to um just recap about things in the week and yeah I don't know I'm losing my train of thought now I've been talking for like 30 minutes um and then yeah just in terms of like what being in self-quarantine has taught me or what I've come to discover is that now I'm able to like do things that I have wanted to do like I have a bookshelf full of books and I don't touch them for the term because I'm like oh I can't touch them because I have to do this assignment oh I can't read this thing that I bought and never read um because I have to do this assignment and it's like I I've been seeing how I make excuses for myself to not do something like pleasurable and and like fun, like reading for fun. Um, I've been I've, I've seen how I've kind of just like made reading like like just a thing that I do for school and like it's like associated with work and so it's like it's become not fun like. And, and I don't want reading to, like, not be fun. I want it to, like, I want it to be fun. And so I think with being in self-quarantine, I'm, I've just been, like, like, just spending my day, like, reading things that I wanted to read and not, like, worrying about <laughs> how, how to teach online right now. Um, I think I'll worry about that on Friday. Or I won't worry about it. I'll just figure out how I'm going to do it. Um... And then, yeah, I've been writing more in my journal, um, where I used to keep, like, all of my ideas in. I've been writing more in that, and I don't know why I haven't wrote in it. Um, yeah, I'm just starting to see that there's a lot of things that I've just done to myself where these were things in place to, like, kind of, like, self-care things that I started doing and then that I stopped doing because of the stress of the term and yeah just just lit like physically going on campus it just drains me I don't know why it just drains me um and just like physically like having to go to class and having to see people it's just like uh like yeah I, I don't I don't like doing it um, but so like, yeah, staying at home, it's, it's allowed me to kind of like, look like just start reading for fun again, I guess, because I, I lost that fun and then I want to revisit like some of the creative things that I, I wanted to do since I was in undergrad and I kind of just like stopped when I came to grad school because again it's something in me just said oh you can't do these things anymore and I don't know what but um yeah it just I I kind of convinced myself that oh you can't you have to be a graduate student now you can't do anything creative and 
you can't do anything other than you know study 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 and like I don't want to think like that anymore and because if I do then I'm just not like this grad school experience isn't going to be fun and like I'm just going to stress myself out and I don't want to do that um so in the future for these episodes you can expect more guests you can expect to hear what i'm watching currently what i'm reading currently um my one segment uh on the bookshelf which i'm considering uh changing the name to i think that's just becoming me talking about reality tv because i've been watching reality tv a lot (laughs) um so I think I, I think um, with that, I think I'm just going to keep talking about reality TV and giving y'all a reality TV recommendations to to watch um, because I got a lot of time now to, to catch up on some 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 reality TV classics and to watch some new ones. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Go Black Boy Go and you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, and now Spotify. I figured out how, like, what was going on with my Spotify thing, and I wasn't saving the audio file in the right format that uploads to Spotify. So it was something really, really small, and I'm glad I figured it out. So if you listen to the podcast on Spotify, it's now available on Spotify. All right. Um, Thank y'all for listening and thank y'all for sticking with me through the show. And thank, uh, I, I appreciate the people that have reached out to me over the past few weeks, um, telling me that they enjoy the show. Like I, I'm always shocked to hear that people actually listen to it because I think I'm, I'm like such a mess <laughs> sometimes, but, um, yeah, just thank y'all for sticking with me and, I promise to stay more and more consistent um, and to continue to just talk about what I'm going through and to um, just talk about just interesting things that's going on. Um, Yeah. So thank you all for listening and I'll definitely see you next week.